Hello and welcome to The Wellness Breakdown with me, Eve Kalinic. And me, Rose Ferguson. This is the podcast where we examine and test out the latest health trends and find out if they actually work. We have so many people coming into our practices and asking us about the next best thing, what the latest fad is. So this is where we put our money where our mouth is and try them out so that we can report back to you lot. And if you guys have just happened upon the wellness breakdown, you're in luck because there's an entire series to listen back to. And another one before that. This is the end of our set. This is the last one in our second season. I know. I can't believe it's come around this quickly, Rose. It's unbelievable. As always, email the show, info at thewellnessbreakdown.co.uk with any thoughts, questions. We love hearing from you guys. Yeah, and thanks to those who've already subscribed. And if you haven't, please click the button so you always know when we have a new episode. One of the questions we always get asked is what supplements do we really need? Yes, it's true. It can be such a minefield with supplements, many of which we don't actually need at all or ones that simply don't work. And this is why we are delighted to have Lima sponsoring this series of the podcast. Lima is in a category of its own when it comes to supplements. Yes, indeed they are, Rose. Their patented, proven ingredients helps with mood, sleep, performance, mental focus and beauty. And it has 10 different ingredients, most of which you cannot get from food, which means Lima can be an add-on to a balanced diet. It's actually different to other supplements because they dose at the same levels as clinical trials and it's all absorbed by the body. The real difference is that they combine proven science and technology to help optimise the human body that sets them apart from most other supplements on the market. Can't believe it's our last episode already. I know, it's gone so fast, but we will be back in September with a whole new set of challenges and mean things to do to Eve, mostly. (laughs) Yes, I always get the brunt of the deal here, Rose. You wait until (laughs) next season. (laughs) Ha ha ha. Anyways, this particular episode we feel will benefit a lot of you guys. Everyone, including myself, have at one point either taken a supplement, been advised to, wandered um, quite confusingly around various sort of supermarket shelves or health stores wondering what the hell you're doing. And I think that's obviously been heightened during the last kind of couple of years right Rose? Yeah I think during Covid everybody wanted a silver bullet didn't they? I mean I think that's part of the problem that we always say about vitamins and supplements is that everyone thinks they're a silver bullet and um, during Covid everyone's talking about vitamin D and zinc and vitamin C and but without really much guidance around it and I, I you know we've always say I see people in my clinic all the time who have drawers full of expensive or you know supplements supplements aren't cheap especially if you're buying 10 of them Mm -hmm. and you ask why are you taking that supplement now they say well I read it somewhere my mum's taking it you know Um, so it's a really interesting subject and it is a minefield of misinformation definitely and I think like you say it's this let's try and get in the pill not do anything um with our diet or our lifestyle or anything like that and I think that that herein lies really the issue but We are so excited to have on Lucy Goff. She founded Lima, who are sponsoring this season and a fantastic supplement. And yeah, we are really, really um, delighted to have Lucy on the podcast to talk about this area and demystify a lot of the misconceptions around supplements so welcome Lucy oh no thank you so so much for having me it's a real pleasure to be on today you guys are known for the supplement um, and you bought it out a few years ago and it, it immediately sold out 
So you're here to talk plainly about the supplement world. But before we get into like supplements as an issue, it'd be really great to just hear a bit of your journey into this world. Like what happened, how you found yourself basically creating creating Lima and in the world of supplements. Yeah, I mean, when I say it was an accident, I genuinely mean it was an accident. I never set out to launch my own business, never really took supplements particularly But it was really after the birth of my daughter nine years ago. I mean, the whole birth went completely wrong. I mean, luckily, you know, she she was okay, but I caught septicemia. I was in hospital for weeks. And although I, you know, although kind of, you know, the medicine saved my life and all hail antibiotics, my body was just completely finished. I'd had the preeclampsia, the septicemia, and I just couldn't even get out of bed. I just couldn't function. I was taking a load of different supplements, eating well, and my mum took me on one of these recuperation spa places in Geneva just to kind of get some energy in me. And it was there that I bumped into uh, one of the world's leading longevity doctors, a guy called Dr Paul Clayton, who happened to be there on a conference. Mm, He's amazing. And um, I'm not one of these people that get talking to anyone, but I think my mum was so despairing of me that she got talking to him. He was really enlightening. You know, everything that he said made sense. He said, you know, supplements don't work, but there is a hidden category of nutrition that actually does work, a hidden category of supplementation. wasn't readily available to the consumers at that time. He said, don't worry, I'll send you some ingredients in the post. You'll feel better in no time. You know, like, it was like one of those first dates where you're desperate to hear from them. Yeah. And you think, oh, my God, he's never going to get in touch. He's never going to call. Then, <laughs> he's never going to call, no. And then, like, a few weeks later, I get this package through the post. And, I'm, you know, I take everything that's, that's in there. There's about 16 tablets every day to take. And literally, three weeks later... I was back at work again. I just felt myself. And that was the impetus for launching Lima. And, you know, I came from a background of luxury retail. I was always fascinated by what Jo Malone did, where she took a functional item, the candle, and then all of a sudden packaged it a bit differently. And a candle is a lifestyle statement for the home. And by the same token, nobody had done that in the world of supplements It was all very functional. And I just thought, why not? You know, why not make it look nice? It's still got the best ingredients in there. So we developed a brand alongside a formula and um, launched it and kind of never looked back since. I mean, it's amazing. It's almost like serendipity, isn't it, really? It's like if your mum hadn't taken you to Geneva and he hadn't been there at the same time and... It's quite amazing, really, isn't it, how that like life kind of unfolds like that. So, so weird. So when you got back, did you then start talking to Paul about sourcing some of the ingredients that he'd given you? Yeah. I mean, Paul's an academic. He had no interest in launching a supplement at all. He's a, a, you know, an Oxford professor. So for the first thing was to convince him to come in with me. The next challenge was even finding a factory that would deal with this set of ingredients. Mm-hmm. The problem is when you go to a supplement factory to formulate a product, you can choose from any ingredient you want, you know, hundreds and hundreds of, of, of ingredients. But the majority of them are bulk bought in from China. That's how the supplement market works commercially. 
Yeah. And these ingredients, whether they're organic or not, have not been proven at all. You don't know anything about them. Yeah. You just know that they're a crushed up berry or a crushed up plant. or A lot of them are majority filler, bulking agents, and they're actually not going to do you any good at all. However, because there's no regulation in the supplement market whatsoever you can legally put out something that has got no health benefit whatsoever to a consumer. It's slightly terrifying when you hear that because you just think, it's it's just like for the poor consumers, how on earth are they ever meant to get ahead? I mean, not even that, Rose. Even as a nutritional therapist, don't you find sometimes you're in a health... And you're like, even us are bamboozled by them sometimes. Yeah, there's just so many. And it is a bit like the Wild West, isn't it? I suppose I trust brands and then therefore I trust their product. But it is terrifying that there's nothing more substantial to go from. It is petrifying. And I never appreciated this before I um, embarked on this Lima journey. Mm. We reached out to hundreds of factories asking them to buy in these patented medical grade versions of ingredients and they all said well no because it's not going to we're not going to make any money from it and there was one factory that came back and said we're prepared to take a punt but you know these ingredients that, that we use in Lima are so much more expensive to work with than organic or generic ingredients or even other patented ingredients. So can you just, for the listeners, can you just explain what the patent means? Because I actually think that this is the way supplements should go. If you patent a supplement ingredient, what happens is scientists take an ingredient that they know has a potential to have a health benefit, but in its organic form doesn't. So if you take like turmeric, for example... Like organic turmeric in a factory is like a pound a kilo. Uh, The medicinal form of turmeric, we use hydrokirk, is 300 pounds a kilo. So there's a huge price disparity. Scientists now recognise that actually in its organic form, it doesn't pose any health benefit because it's not absorbable by the body. So your body can't upload enough of the curcuminoids into your plasma to have an anti-inflammatory effect. So not all patented technology is equal. What you've got to be able to do that is actually quite complicated for a consumer, uh, but there's no standard benchmark in the world of supplements. As I always say, it's not like the sun cream industry that's got the star rating on the back that tells you how well that particular brand protects you against the UVA rays. But the only thing you really can do is look on the back of the supplement label, check if any of the ingredients are patented, If they are, put the name of the patented ingredient into PubMed, which is the online medical journal resource, and see whether that brand of ingredient has got peer-reviewed literature behind it. If it has, then look at the dosage that has been proven and check that the dosage that you are taking matches the dosage that's been proven in the clinical studies. Because lots of times now, companies are starting and brands are starting to use patented ingredients, but in order to get them around the, you know, the 50, 60 pound a month mark, they're using them at negligible levels. And it's like taking, you know, half a dose of an antibiotic, it's not going to work. A minuscule amount of ibuprofen, it's not going to get rid of your headache. You have to take everything 
at its proven dosage level. And it's an interesting though, Lucy, that you know, people go in and they're like, oh, I'm going to buy this organic turmeric or whatever. And, and they think they're doing the right thing. Organic in the world of supplements actually doesn't mean anything. Organic doesn't mean to say that it's, you know, not going to get killed off by the acid in your stomach, that it's going to be um, bioavailable. I mean, there's something important I just want to say about also taking supplements. Absorption is an issue. And I think that people have to remember that if they do have gut issues, bloating, their bowel movement is going between constipated and loose, then perhaps there's something wrong with your gut and you might not be absorbing. So not only is it maybe not as bioavailable as you'd like it to be, so that means you don't absorb as much of the supplement as you want to, or you you know think you can. If your gut's not work- working very well, you might not be absorbing either. So it's, sort your gut out first, is all I'm trying to say. Um, because otherwise you might just be chucking supplements down and they're not going to do anything. Would you agree with that, Lucy? Yeah, I think as part of a diet, you can include lots of really good prebiotic fibres and prebiotic foods that will really help feed the good bacteria in your gut. There's a whole market of probiotics, but actually the proper evidence is in prebiotics. You can get them through your diet by eating fermented yogurts, sauerkrauts, fermented foods. I mean, I'm a big fan of prebiotic foods like garlic, onions, leeks, you know, all of those guys, pistachios, cashew. I mean, there's there's so many. Yeah. So a really good prebiotic is xenobiotic because it's a specific blend of prebiotic fibres that actually will help feed the good bacteria in your gut it won't dump a load of bacteria in there that your body doesn't always know what to do with it helps to feed the good bacteria in your gut and little things like don't drink caffeine or include caffeine at the same time as eating your food or taking any supplements because caffeine again will inhibit the absorption of ingredients so there's like little things that you can do to really help you maximize the nutrients that you're consuming through food. Yeah, totally. I mean, gut health is my specialism, but I do think that I'm moving definitely more away from like probiotics for sure. I mean, I do think they've they've certainly got a place and I think they can be game-changing for some people, particularly if they've got a lot of imbalances in their gut microbiome. But, um, I mean, I grew up with a Polish father anyway. And so, like, we just had sauerkraut on tap and I've you know mentioned it a few times on the podcast before, but I genuinely think, because my journey was not too dissimilar to yours into this area, actually, Lucy, that I got really sick. And I was taking antibiotics prophylactically at one point to stave off another kidney infection. And I honestly genuinely believe that what saved my gut and what kind of built it up from a young age was was my dad's sauerkraut I, I really yeah. I honestly I'm believe that, that because I wish I'd had sauerkraut yeah. growing up um, I love sauerkraut I love but like do you know what I mean and that's because I think it's always about you know I often use an analogy a gut garden and I in the first I, shameless plug for my book here but first book was called <laughs> weed seed feed because it is like it's like an ecosystem isn't it it's like you've got to use the prebiotics to weed out any microbes that are not so friendly seed that with good foods and get a nice kind of terrain in there good soil healthy soil and then you put in your probiotics if you need them but um I think Rose is right it's definitely multi-layered this thing and like if you're just taking supplements, however good they are, and your gut is not functioning, then you're just paying for expensive poo, really, aren't you? So, <laughs> yeah. um, And I do think for supplements, I think quality, it's one of the fields where I always say you get what you pay for. So if you're going to go and buy 
a B complex, which costs you £4.99, it's probably not going to do very much. Yeah, the £4.99 one's not going to work, but equally, even the £60 ones, and if you're taking a single ingredient at £60, then it's probably going to work. But for a multi-nutrient complex it's at the £60, £70 a month mark, it cannot work. I know what the cost price are, all the ingredients. And, you know, yes, Lima is £150 a month, but, you know, you genuinely cannot it represents incredible value because you cannot buy these ingredients separately for less money you know if you were to buy all the ingredients separately you pay like 100 pounds a month more so in that case if you're talking about supplementation for people who genuinely can't afford that i mean i do work with people who just wouldn't be able to afford that so then i give them a very basic protocol and we have to work with cheaper brands because that's what they can afford. But also, And also we go back to just food. Just eat a really good diet. But that's become so confusing as well, yeah. Lucy, as Rose and I will attest to. There's so much out there and, you know, lots of our clients will be like thinking they're doing the right thing, yeah. but actually quite restrictive in their diet, for instance. Yeah. How have we got so far removed, I feel? It's like in the last 40 years where diet and nutrition has become much more complicated than it have ever has because it's become a bigger business you know if you go back way back further than 40 years if you go to the victorian age that was considered the golden age of nutrition that's when actually life expectancy was at its longest we were living older we were living healthier into our age because we're active we're eating 4,000 calories a day but we were working those calories off. We were not eating processed foods. Everything was homemade. When the food industry became such a business, you know, such a marketing-led business, I think that's when it kind of started to go a bit wrong. So in light of that, and also the fact that, you know, it's no secret that our soils are largely depleted, so we're not getting the same nutritional value as we were many, many years ago. So do you, do you think there's a place for supplements then Lucy on a general level for people and if they are taking supplements what do you think would be the most key ones? If you were to take it at the bare minimum and if you were eating a really good unprocessed unrestricted diet so it doesn't have to be anything fancy it just has to be a whole food diet then you know the likelihood is that you would only be deficient in two nutrients from that diet, which is vitamin D3 and vitamin K2. So at the worst, you should just supplement with those two vitamins. Particularly if you live in the UK. <laughs> and don't see the sun for six You're not going to get any vitamin D. But also with vitamin D, you know, the, the RDA is completely too low. So low. I think it's is it 400 international yeah. units. You know, you should be taking it at 2,000 yeah, international units. Exactly. So at the worst, you should just literally take those two, those two ingredients. Yeah. And, you know, there are some ingredients that actually you don't, you should never buy an expensive version of. So like vitamin C is a, is a very simple molecule. There's no issue with it being absorbed by the body. Whereas there are other ingredients that you do have to invest in if they don't work in their organic state and they have to be adapted. I would love to know what your morning routine is and your supplement routine. Uh, you know, I'm assuming that you take your own brand. <laughs> well, <laughs> this is really not the right thing to say, but 
because um, I'm eight months pregnant at the moment, I actually can't take leave. Oh, no, that's really important to know. Oh, so it's contraindicated, is it? Well, just that um, if you're pregnant, you can literally just not take anything apart from a multivitamin uh, because nothing mm-hmm. has been tested against pregnant. Nobody's going to say, oh, yeah, I'll be the guinea pig for this so okay yes yeah, so no so you're not taking anything right now well no it was actually quite interesting because when I found out I was pregnant you know I had to stop taking Lima and like about 10 days in uh, after stopping I felt really good and I was like just said to my husband I don't know whether it did anything <laughs> like I was like I can't think of it I can't think of it nothing's gone wrong anyway like three weeks later my sleep had gone. It reminded me I felt like it. I, I did before I started taking it. But it's interesting the amount of time it takes to kind of start to come out of your system. Well, yeah. Before yeah. I was pregnant, I was taking uh, Lima at uh, 2 in the morning, 2 in the evening. I mean, the, the whole Amiga market as well, the whole fish oil market's never really been proven. Mm. Uh, fish oils on their own don't work. But if you formulate them with a a certain ratio of polyphenols then they do work and there's a really good brand it's an american brand called life extension that do um, an omega-3 mixed with polyphenols super omega i know that one lucy it's really good actually yeah <laughs> so i take those every day as well so omega-3s for you guys that don't know um, basically are essential fatty acids that we need to take in through our diet because we don't manufacture them ourselves and we can find them in pretty much well highest source would be your stinky oily fish so salmon mackerel sardines anchovies all of those guys quite hard for people to get enough through their diet and that's why they might want to supplement because like I say they are essential and things like our brain health helping us to manage inflammation and the list goes on really because there's been a right few around omega-3s lately hasn't there and the sourcing of it so be careful where you mm. get your omega-3 from you can get yes, vegan that's, ones that's true yeah there are companies like body buy that i like and zinzino we can put those in you know they they have vegan options mm. and pregnancy's going well well the pregnancy oh god <laughs> no my husband would definitely say the pregnancy is not going well <laughs> you haven't got very long to go now so. No, I've only got a few weeks. You look very well, and you're clearly sounding very well, Lucy, so I'm sure... Anyway, the end's in sight, isn't it? The end is in sight, exactly. Looking forward to just getting my life back and yeah. getting on with everything. Well, look, no, thank you so much. I mean, I, we literally could chat for another hour here, to be honest with you. There's so many other things to talk about. But if people want to find more information, we'll put, obviously, the link to Lima in, in the show notes. Um, and I, we'd love you guys to get in touch with us with questions about anything we've mentioned here because I'm sure there are more so um maybe there'll be another return episode I don't know but thank you so much for joining us on the wellness breakdown Lucy yeah it's been a real pleasure it's been absolutely brilliant thank you so much Lucy really fantastic no thank you so much for having me so that's it Eve. we are on a break yep we are four weeks free from challenges and i can eat all the croissants i like god it sounds like i'm super obsessed with these things <laughs> thank you for joining our little corner of wellness we love hearing from you absolutely and to those of you who are up for a challenge we know a couple of you have been doing some of the challenges that we've been featuring on the pods which is always great and we always want to hear how you're getting on and if you've enjoyed the podcast please share it share it with your friends your family we lovely community here and we're having a good time doing it well i'm having quite a nice time eve perhaps not so much yes well you wait until next season rose 
see you all in September. Take care. Have a lovely summer, guys. Bye.